The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. In the US, Republicans have failed to find a House Speaker after almost three weeks of trying to replace Kevin McCarthy. As the House grapples with being speakerless, we'll get the latest from Larry Donnelly, law lecturer with the University of Galway and columnist of the journal.ie. Larry, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Now, um, looking at the, the runners and riders, I was tempted to say a basket of deplorables, but re- rather maybe a collection of mediocrities. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, you know, it's, it's a long list, as you say, comprised very much of people on the, the hard right wing of American politics. Uh, the person who I think most regard as the front runner, although it's very hard to be scientific about this process at all at, at this stage, uh, is Tom Emmer, who is the majority whip uh, and is from the state uh, of Minnesota. Uh, he is, you know, somebody who's liked by a lot of Republicans. He he has been endorsed by former Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy, which can be something of a two-edged sword. Uh, but he is seen by many to be the front runner at this stage. But there are multiple other candidates. There are various ways this can all turn. And the extent to which this is now motivated, not just by ideology or personal relationships, but uh, a whole range of different factors uh, that we can't quite put our fingers on mean that anything could happen. Yeah. Now, Emmer, he was one of those who um, believed that that the election had been stolen by Biden. Yeah, I mean, he 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 kind of tried to have it both ways, Pat. He wasn't one of the one of the extreme election deniers, but he certainly did uh, argue, uh, you know, in favor of Donald Trump, in favor of recount process, in favor of his capacity to challenge the election. He did, however, uh, vote to certify election results. Uh, which puts him at odds with the vast majority of the other candidates. Uh, and indeed, over the past couple of days, uh, we've seen Donald Trump saying that uh, all of a sudden now Emma wants to be my best friend and all this other sort of thing, whereas I think Trump wouldn't have much use for him for what he would regard uh, as an act of disloyalty back in 2021. My guess is that Trump is probably, uh, you know, his sympathies would lie with either uh, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma uh, or Byron Donalds from Florida, two extremely uh, hard right people who readily and willingly identify themselves as Trump people. Now, why did they turn on Jim Jordan? Because looking at Jim Jordan's performance in the Judiciary Committee, of which he's chair, I mean, he was obnoxious. There's no question about it. But he was able to make mincemeat of witnesses and put down Democrats. He he was strong at that, but he has a real reputation of being sort of a show horse. That would be the kind of thing he does as opposed to a workhorse. The other thing is there would have been a lot of personal animosity towards Jordan because uh, of his holding up uh, appropriations uh, of money for various congressional districts. Uh, there was also, I think, behind closed doors at least, some concern about uh, his knowledge of sexual abuse that might have gone on when he was uh, involved as a collegiate wrestling coach. Uh, All those things were there. And what's more, uh, what's left of the moderate band of House Republicans uh, really lined up against Jordan uh, and made it known that he was not going to be acceptable under any grounds. So now we are where where you say with uh, kind of non-household names, uh, sort of mediocre personalities. No. Is he a beaten docket now? Has he damaged himself by uh, running, what, three times and failing on every occasion? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, you know, he's, again, Pat, I don't want to say anything could or couldn't happen because this has been such a bizarre process. 
But I do think he's damaged goods. Uh, and again, I think that there's some of the lingering animosity about appropriations and bills, et cetera, and how he's conducted himself in the House probably puts it paid. But the reality here is they're going to have to settle on somebody quick. I mean, a lot of the moderates who are in battleground districts, they're hearing it from their constituents who are saying, what the hell is going on up there? Can you not settle on somebody? And also, I think conservatives are not going to be best pleased if this leaves the United States unable to appropriate money for the defense of Israel, something that's a real big priority for evangelicals in particular. Is it possible that Kevin McCarthy will be resuscitated? I think anything's possible. I think a McCarthy uh, resuscitation uh, is more likely uh, than a Jim Jordan comeback. Uh, so McCarthy is still there. I think that would be difficult. Uh, I think it's also possible if we don't get a resolution today or tomorrow uh, that uh, this, uh, this suggestion that's been floated before that Patrick McHenry, who's serving as uh, Speaker Pro Tem, really Speaker with no power, in fact, uh, he could be given enough responsibility to carry things on for the time being while they try to square this away. So there are numerous possibilities, but if you had to rate them in order at this stage, I would guess that they will settle on Emma, but that's, uh, you know, I wouldn't yeah. bet the house on it. Uh, and then he becomes Speaker and has his power circumscribed all the time by the hard right. Yeah, at, the, at this stage, Pat, I mean, the Speaker of the House of Representatives was always one of the premier jobs in uh, American politics, something that as soon as someone got elected to the House, they had, they had their eye on the Speaker's chair. Uh, at this stage, I mean, you know, if he does win, I suppose the idea is the good news is you won, the bad news is you won. Mm. Now, uh, back to Donald Trump. There is, of course, a race for the Republican nomination uh, to uh, the presidential election next year. And, uh, you know, Trump has it in the bag, you would uh, imagine, unless something bizarre happens within the Republican Party or in the courts. Now, uh, a couple of things. Um, I'll just play this clip. This is uh, <laughs> Trump at a press conference comparing himself to the great Nelson Mandela. I don't mind being Nelson Mandela. I'm doing it for a reason. We got to save our country from these fascists, these lunatics that we're dealing with. They're horrible people and they're destroying our country. I talk about threats from within and threats from outside. Now, anyone who follows the inconsistencies of uh, Donald Trump uh, would make nothing of that. Uh, you know, Nelson Mandela and Donald Trump in the one sentence seems quite bizarre. But uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and Donald Trump, I mean, he turned on Netanyahu and yet the Republicans are four square behind Israel. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Trump might have might have he certainly misspoke on that one. Didn't do himself any favors, uh, in particular with evangelicals, by some of the things he said uh, about Israel and some of the bizarrely complimentary things he said. Uh, I think about other organizations. Uh, so you know, again, it's an example of the way he does business. It's just it's so bizarre. It's so strange that even though you know, I suppose at this stage we're used to it, uh, it doesn't make it any more bonkers than it really is. I mean, you, you mentioned Nelson Mandela, uh, the other individual from history he was taken to comparing himself with and discussing is, is Jesus Christ, uh, which is quite extraordinary uh, under the circumstances. But as you say, uh, the reality is, barring something we can't foresee, uh, Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. We even saw, you know, one of the challenges, Tim Scott, uh, who had $40 million in ad purchases ready to go. Uh, the group backing him has pulled all of that and effectively said, Scott has no chance. Trump is going to be the nominee. This is over. Yeah. Um, th there is a great Saturday Night Live uh, satire of Donald comparing himself to the Son of God and saying, you know, I had to make it my by my bootstraps. But uh, I mean, Jesus, he had his father. 
looking out for him. <laughs> anyway, I'll play that for our listeners one of the days. But uh, the gagging order on Trump, and that that's kind of in a legal uh, morass at the moment, but within hours of, uh, you know, the gag order, he has a go at the judge. Have a listen. The judge gave a gag order. The judge doesn't like me too much. Her whole life is not liking me. But uh, she gave a gag order. You know what a gag order is? You can't speak badly about your opponent. He has a way with words, but will those words actually end up with him and the slammer? Yeah, I mean, he, there's a real danger of that. I mean, Trump knows what plays well politically, what plays well with his audience, and certainly that stuff works. But he's not beyond uh, the rule of law. He's not beyond the reach uh, of the law, and that stuff could take him down. And the other thing just to note on the legal front is we've seen two people now uh, plead guilty to those state charges in Georgia uh, and also indicate a willingness to go along with prosecution uh, attempts, you know, to, to have them testify, et cetera. Uh, a lot could flow from that. Uh, adversely to Trump. And again, these are the things that the Republicans who remain in the race, this is what they're pinning their hopes on, that something is going to be there to take him down. And no pardon for a state conviction. No, no pardon for a state conviction. So in in some respects, you know, all of them have their own problems, but Georgia perhaps uh, poses the most. But the reality is Donald Trump is in all likelihood, barring a miracle from his point of view, uh, is going to be a convicted felon next year at some stage, uh, and perhaps a a multiple time convicted felon uh, seeking the presidency. So again, we use this word unprecedented all the time, but it really, really is. Larry, thank you very much for joining us. Larry Donnelly, lecturer at the University of Galway and columnist with the journal.ie. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.